2: Hello and welcome to episode 249 of the 77 Club. Harry, you start with the socials.
1: Yes, the Wolves 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram. at 77 Club Podcast on X, promoted by Elon Musk. And we're on Spotify, Apple and YouTube.
2: Excellent. Uh, he's got it right. Uh, Dan Bayliss is here. Hello. And Jack Williams. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday. We are a day early. Um Talking of coming early, it's Bayliss. He was there at Brentford to see the football uh, for the very first time. Um, what did you think of it as a, as a ground from a football perspective? Because we were just talking before we just came on that you'd, you'd been to see Worcester Warriors versus London Irish in a final of uh, some league trophy. But what was it like from a, from a football perspective, aside from you're not allowed beers in the stands?
0: Shite. Really? Was it- <laughs> I don't think I've been to a quieter sports stadium. You could have gone to the international final of Winks, and there'd have be been more atmosphere than the Brentford fans created. Did you not see they the were, final of Tiddlywinks this year? It oh, up. I'm sure, I'm sure it's magic. It pokes in the eye. It's but Horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> the, Brent, the Brentford fans were an absolute disgrace. They are awful. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was like bring your kids for a quid night or something, but Wolves fans made all the noise for the entire game. It was just, it was weird. It genuinely, it's the closest I've ever been to Library Football, other than the Emirates and Old Trafford. It was. You agree, Jack? You were there. Um, I, I think it's a,
3: a little harsh. I mean, yeah, the atmosphere was terrible, but I think Sam's question was more about what do you think of the ground itself rather than what was the atmosphere like. I think. Oh, but I, I think is, it's a uh, nice. I think it's a nice little ground, to, to be honest, from my point of view. Um, but. I like the fact they have oh, okay. tellys above the away end. I've said that before, so you can like watch the game uh, while it's sort of while it's going on if it's the other end of the pitch. And obviously, it is a bit annoying when you've got a Premier League ground which is a new build and only holds ten thousand because the capacities are always going to be really small. But in terms of the ground, I think it's you know it's quite it's quite decent. But you're purely the architect, whatever you are, so his
0: <laughs> own <That's laughs> <same> downfall. <laughs> It's a postage stamp next to the M4 that's crap to get to, crap to get away from, and is about the size of a shed. I you're a miserable person about this. You are actually miserable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you look so negative about everything.
0: <laughs> I thought it was I thought it crap. I've been to lots of football stadiums. That is not one of the better ones. It's very, very interesting. Um, so, I'll,
2: I'll move on to Jack. Obviously, you were there as well. Um Red card in the ninth minute for Joao Gomez. Um, not a great start to the game. What were your thoughts at the time? Because obviously when we see the replays and it slowed down, it probably looks slightly worse than it was.
3: I, th- I think this will be where Bayes and I disagree again, because uh, in real time, it probably happened like in the middle of the pitch, did not it? So, you know, we're always going to be a fair bit away from actually seeing what happened. My initial reaction was, not a great tackle, but I didn't think it was going to be a red card to be honest. I thought he might book him. It's quite early on in the game. It didn't look like a great tackle, but, you know, he's probably going to book him. So I was quite surprised to see the red, to be honest. And then seeing it back, I still think it was probably a little bit harsh. I know I know it's bad that the players got off injured and everything. And there was obviously a, there was obviously something in it. But uh, I, th- I think it was a little bit harsh done by. And then probably not helped by the fact that you can see then there's a similar incident in that, in that very same half where you think... Um, the foot makes contact with, with our player in the similar sort of place. And it's, it's, you know, nothing's given for it really. So it's a difficult one to take and you don't really see red cards after eight minutes of a game like that, unless the referee is hundred percent sure. And he must've been, but watching it back, I I wasn't convinced to be honest, but I think Dan will disagree.
0: I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) um, I think watching it in real time, just, it might be the angle was, I was right in the corner and I'd, I was just looking straight at it. It looked a bad tackle and I instantly saw it. I thought, oh, he's in trouble here. Just the way he came in, it was from behind and the guy went down like a sack of shit. I thought, oh, he's in big trouble here. And the lad I was with was like, oh, that's a bad one. Which it's taken us four minutes on the dot to have a go about fucking VAR. What a change. So on the pitch, looks a bad tackle. The guy's gone down, looks like it's killed him. Ref goes red. I had no real issue with that. It wasn't until sort of second half I managed to get a Twitter link to see the tackle again. When you see it again, yeah, he's gone in late. He's caught the back of his Achilles and the, his boot. It's not great, but it's probably a yellow card, a very soft red card. I think a few people have said like 10 years ago, that's the tackle you get away with and you don't now sort of thing. So what VAR doing, they're going, oh, we're not going to go against our mate, the ref. So there's no point in them even being there. And then in the same instance as Jack touched on, it was a terrible tackle down by the Wolves fans as well. So we saw the whole thing. That's a horror tackle. He's gone over the ball onto his ankle with a full open boot above, above sort of ankle bone height. That's a fucking terrible, terrible tackle. So what the hell are those fucking morons sat in Stockley Park actually doing? And I, I've got no other way to describe them now. And I... Uh, uh, it's it's genuinely getting me angry because what are they doing? That is a horrible, horrible tackle and they've given a yellow card. So there's been two similar tackles in a game. VAR have looked at both of them and for one they've given a red and for one they've given a yellow. So where's the fucking consistency? Give us, like, help the fans out. That's the word, isn't it? They didn't even give a yellow grip. Then. Did he not? Sorry, any sort of life. Obviously. He didn't get a foul. He didn't let play carry on. <laughs> That's
2: Sorry, the word, Samuel. though, isn't it, Harry? Like the, the the word consistency. I mean, you don't mind as long as it's consistent, because then you you get in the rub of the green a little bit. But I mean, the, the tackle on Tommy Doyle was was a pretty atrocious one, and, and as you say, just for, for play to to continue was yeah. just farcical. Did
0: he not book him for that?
2: No, he gave nothing. He just
1: let it play on. But yeah, just going back oh, to the I'm Gomez one. Know. When I my first instinct, I was like, I was watching it on telly. Obviously, I was a bit like, "Oh, that's a bad one," but it weren't intentional. So when the red come out, I was kind of like, "In today's game, I could see why it is a red." Fifteen years ago, like Bailey's touched on, that's a yellow all day. Um, the AR checker and go the on-field decision. If he booked him, they'd they'd just stick with the on-field decision too. Um, the the, the guard one on Doyle. The fact he didn't even stop play, off. I don't even think VAR checked it from the stream I was watching. They didn't mention that VAR were checking it anyway. So whether they did or not, I don't know. But if Gomez is a red, that's a stonewall red, the dams guard one. So inconsistent refereeing again. And as we've mentioned, VAR again. But we're used to it as world fans now. And after Gomez got sent off, um, I honestly, I just thought that was it really. I thought, but, but to be fair, with 10 men, we did well. I know they went one, they looked, but I felt we did well uh, with the 10 men. And obviously the incident at the end as well, when... Um, is it Lewis Potter for them? Grabbed Sameda around the neck. That should have been a red card as well, which it wasn't. So, absolutely ridiculous officiating again. But as I said, we're used to it. And I'll be honest, I weren't that asked about this game. Um, when we went down to 10 men, I was thinking, yeah, I ain't asked. But as we're going to get on to, <laughs> we transpired with the draw. I'm very asked about the game now, especially the replay. But yeah, as a performance, I thought we dug deep, played really well. Um I'm never going to get onto the goal and that. But yeah, we we played well again and we showed a different side to us as a team where we had to dig deep, going down to 10 men, unfairly, arguably,
0: and we managed to uh, get a replay. Just as a point, going off the back of those tackles and stuff, one thing I did notice, I don't know whether you spotted it or not, Jack. You know, normally when it goes to VAR, they put the purple sort of logo on the big screens and stuff. I didn't spot spot that. That's why I was always a bit confused about what was going on. I thought they did. The weird thing they do is, I know I said at the very start,
3: it's great that they have the screens there. They wouldn't re-show the the game-changing instance, so they wouldn't show Gomez's tackle again. They they it was about to roll up to it, so you could watch it in slow motion. They just cut the screen, so so they didn't want anyone to see, you know, and and start getting angry in the in the in the stands about whether a decision is right or wrong, or whether VAR has done something, you know, uh, whether it should or shouldn't have intervened. Um, So yeah, yeah. uh, Overall, though, I agree with like what people have said. I think it was a, a, a we dug in really well. It's always going to be difficult when you're playing against a team um, with the who has one man more than you, particularly for that length of time. Really, it's basically going 85 minutes really with all the injury time and stuff added on, wasn't it? So, you know, we did we did well, and uh, I think if we'd had an eleven, it's, it's so early in the game, isn't it? So you don't know how the game would have panned out. But I think an extra man would have made a difference because they. They were pretty poor, really. They didn't create very much at all, and that's credit to us as well at the same time. But uh, I was quite annoyed to go in actually at half time, one 0 down, because it's quite a it's a great strike their goal by Morpay, but it's just it's a bit unlucky from us because was it Sarabia? He gave away a you Sarabia. know a silly foul yeah. he didn't need to. The ball comes in, it ricochets, we have a chance probably to clear it or get in the way, and it just drops to him. And he just smacks it in. Fair play. It's a great finish. But I thought we were a little bit unlucky then. And we knew we had to come out in the second half and sort of, uh, um, you know, just take our chances when they, they came and be sensible about it. There was a bit annoyed by, I could hear some of the Wolves fans getting frustrated that we weren't like leaving men up and stuff when we were defending corners. But like, you, you can't when you've got, a, you know, a, a man down really, I don't think, against the Premier League team as well at the same time. But I think we we had a game plan. We stuck to it. And, you know, we created some good stuff and, Fair play to the guys for sticking in, particularly defensively and the goalkeeper as well, because kept us in it, but particularly towards the end. So, you know, I was really pleased with the performance. I think I did really well and I was really glad to just stay in the hat.
2: Um, Harry, how, how good was Tommy Doyle's goal? He, he was uh, man of the match, I think, uh, top the list of, of players on this occasion
1: it was a beautiful strike and another assist for Neto as well although it was a simple pass but Neto did really well when he came on which we haven't mentioned yet um, obviously Dawson not travelling by the way and uh, Bentley and was it Hugo Bueno but yeah anyway uh, but the strongest team that was available did play which we all wanted and that strike by Doyle he, he's been brilliant the last two games he was absolutely fantastic against Everton in Lamina's absence and obviously with Gomez going off as well he had his work cut out of it didn't he but I think Belgar dropped in quite well to cover Gomez when we were down to 10. But that strike on his weaker foot as well, absolute mm. beauty into the top corner. And yeah, I thought we were going to go on and win it at that point because as I said, I felt we did really good with 10 men. But uh, it wasn't to be, but he's been fantastic, Doyle. And um, he's going to have, have a lot of games now, isn't he? With, with Lamina being away with his family issues, Gomez being banned for a few games. He's going to be like the main
2: man in midfield going forward. And I'm happy he's in there because I think he's a brilliant player. We were talking, Bayliss, last week about the importance of playing competitive football and not not having too long a break. Um, That certainly will be the case now, obviously, with the replay and then hopefully uh, a fourth round tie with West Bromwich Albion at the Hawthorns. Um, How important do you think that Tommy Doyle's goal is going to be in how we approach the next game? Uh, And then, you know, the amount that is now
0: riding on beating Brentford at Molyneux? It's pretty huge, isn't it? I've been just the whole phone and Twitter sphere blew up the second the ball got drawn. Um, It was a proper... I can't believe you didn't say the term steam rat, Harry, because that is the definition of a steam rat. It
1: was Um, steam rat.
0: (laughs) um, It's just... It's huge. I think Wolves are going to go strong again, aren't they, naturally? And we've got a pretty good side for it. I don't know when Lamina's going to come back. There hasn't been any much talk about it. Um, Mm. There's only Dawson that can really go into the team. That said, second half, when Wolves were on top, we murdered them with 10 players. Like we, eleven against eleven, piss them off the park. So, I uh, don't want to get ahead of myself. But um uh, Harry, how how excited are you about the
2: potential of a of a West Midlands Black Country derby?
1: Yeah, I as I said, I weren't that. I wanted a good FA Cup run, but when, when we went one nil down against Brentford, I was a bit like, if we go out, we go out type thing. Um But now. Wow. wow! Yeah, I, really, I mean, I said to you like straight away. I brought my ticket for the FA Cup replay. <laughs> <laughs> brought my ticket seat straight away. Probably won't get a ticket for the away game because I haven't got enough points because I don't go to enough away games anymore, which I'm really gutted about. But fair's fair. Um, whoever rack up the points do deserve to go. Um, I've only been to Albion twice in my life, and that was back in the McCarthy era. So the O'Hara one-one. I put a tweet out actually on my Twitter, and I walked out the ground that day. And we got out the ground, got out the gates and a brick just come flying over and just went smack this old woman in the side of the face. So that's my memories about Albion. I went on my own that day as well because I was the only one to get a ticket out of me and my mates. And then a year after we lost 2-0 to them in the Premier League. I went to that one. Obviously that was horrendous. So, yeah, I won't get a ticket, but I really wish it was because that away end is going to be absolutely incredible if we get there, obviously. And uh, you've got to think we're going to be the stronger team and you've got to have us favourites even without Hwang. I ignore, um Treore, but I'm really excited for it. Whether I'm there or whether I'm watching it, I'm buzzing for the prospect
2: of the fiction. We've got to beat Brentford. And I think it's going to be a good atmosphere against Brentford in the replay for that reason. It's a it's a huge if, isn't it, Jack? But um, chances are you, you will probably get a ticket and will you be taking your lucky brick? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, no, I, 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 I will <laughs> i'll almost certainly be getting a ticket if if the game even takes place and so we are everyone, you can't help but get ahead of yourselves because yeah. as soon as as soon as our name was drawn out last night everyone was like oh hang on everyone knows how much that means really and I don't know any of you like watching one thing that really annoyed me about the coverage of the draw last night and I said this a few times on the on the group chat is that the people in the studio or the presenters didn't clock it, didn't clock that there's a potential black country Derby there. And when they put up the draw at the end and even, even social media outlets on Twitter, like BBC, they're saying here's the pick of the ties and there's no mention of us. It's, and what's happened now is we're actually behind teams like Wrexham because they're like, oh, Wrexham have got Blackburn. <laughs> you just said five years ago, Wrexham against Blackburn is a pick of the round. everyone will be like, what are you on about? Like, it's it's ridiculous and it's 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 quite it is quite insulting, really. But it kind of goes under the radar a little bit. But it is like one of the, the feistiest derbies, let's say, in the country, isn't it? And we we know yeah, that because yeah. we've all experienced yeah. it firsthand. Yeah. But all they're bothered about now is who the top six team and Ryan Reynolds teams are playing. And those are the ones who will get the game coverage. But it, it, it's a hypothetical because, you know, I, I, it, also, like we say, it's we're not there yet, but it's good for the club because I think it's boosted the sales. Like Harry said, he, he probably wasn't going to go, but now he's going go to go that, to that home replay. Um, so, it, you know, it's good for the club. There's going to be a lot more riding on that game now. Some people were saying, particularly at the game on Friday night, that, they, that the last result they wanted was a draw. And particularly when it got to 1-1, I was like, i oh, will quite happy Have a, quite happily have a draw. Let's just get our name in the hat because then we can see who we're, who we're playing. And as it's turned out, if we'd have just gone for it and lost 2-0 or, or 2-1 on Friday night and then it's Brentford against West Brom and we've missed this opportunity, you've just got to stay in as long as you can, really. And this proves it. So we can go, we can reassess. People would be annoyed that it's coming in the in the middle of you know our winter break or whatever it is. But I, th- I think we, we, you know, we just got to deal with it, haven't we? We've got to deal with it because this one means a lot to the fans. And now, hopefully, Gary O'Neill can get that, get that through. That these next two games are really big for him, and big for, for him in his personal managerial career. Because any manager that goes and you know comes in difficult circumstances does well halfway through the season, and then if he can beat the Albion, he, he's going to be getting lots of brownie points on the go, and he. So you know, it, it's massive, and he can't help be drawn into it, but. We just gotta gotta perform in that replay because we, we've seen this all before and it can happen, <laughs> particularly when you're playing a Premier League team.
2: Um, Harry's had his calculator out. I think Bayless, You've had your calculator out t- too. Um, you've come up with two different answers. I think I- I'll start with you, Bayless. What was your thoughts
0: on allocation? I think I got it to a four thousand and twenty-seven. Is the maximum allocation four thousand? What was yours, Harry? Yeah.
1: yeah so, well, could you've seen the, the give? Uh, like other teams over the years, like five thousand two hundred, which is obviously a lot more than fifteen percent. But because this is a Black Country derby, they're going to sell out their home allocation, aren't they? So, fifteen percent is like four thousand and twenty. I'd like Bailey said, but you've got to take into consideration the policing. The West Midlands police will be like, you have, you ain't having your full allocation, no way, because of the trouble. So, I, I my guess would be it'd be about three and a half thousand because they'll have all the you know, the police either side of the Smevic end, uh, to try and stop the trouble and bricks flying everywhere. as uh, I've just mentioned <laughs> but yeah, so it's got like Jack like people like Jack will get a ticket obviously in the away gold and what silver season tickets and it's gonna be a big fight for the rest and there's gonna be tickets being going for hundreds of pounds, I'd guess. Or if Bayes can get us a bo- a ticket in a box or I know in a box. In a
3: box. Of <laughs> course you can. A, it's
2: ticket, Any box.
3: It's an interesting one though, because like if you remember back to what was it, two thousand and seven when we they came to ours for the FA oh. Cup, that was. So with the FA Cup allocations, obviously most people know, but you get it's usually fifteen percent you're entitled to as an away support. It's more than for a standard league game, which is usually ten percent or, or, or capping at three thousand. So the only way we could properly safely segregate that, so they say was to basically give the whole of the South Bank to to the Albion, which looking back yeah. now is just such a, such a stupid decision, isn't Did it? Did you ever see the game, Jack? Yeah, I, I was sat in the steeple I
1: got, I, Yeah, I got mooted. It, yeah. it, oh, I was too young at the time because we were a teenager. Was it Jez Markshoff as a pie to say sorry? Yeah. That is the, I think thinking back now, that is the worst game I've ever been to at Molyneux. Seeing the whole South Bank full of Albion fans losing 3-0, than them just going mental or going, ripping all the seats up, leave, leaving Tesco carry your bags up. How <laughs> Jez Mochi would sack after that, I'll never
0: know. Harry, Harry, one, one word, word. One word. Revenge. <laughs> oh god I, oh, but this we'll is the thing this is, what,
3: my, my point was this could work in our favour because I don't know how it works at the Albion but if the best way for them to segregate us would be to give us the whole of that stand they because they can't they can't just give us the basic allocation they have to give us more tickets than they normally would otherwise it's a farce mm-hmm. so may, maybe if the teams in the past for cup games have had the whole stand which is you know four and a half thousand odd tickets maybe maybe we'll get that so yeah, it, yeah. it could they will give favor. us that
1: whole stand but they'll just have loads of them black sheets Barriers, and loads of yeah. down the sides because they oh, won't lovely. just give it all, no way. I can't yeah. see that. I know they give they give them all the South Bank for us, but that was the exact fifteen percent, I believe. So, yeah, did, that's still. I can't believe that happened. Still thinking back, I cannot believe that they did that.
2: Did Did you see that's the? You um, I know it's slight, slightly off topic, but um, still FA Cup and rivals. Did you see what Sunderland did um, for Newcastle <laughs> when they were putting yeah. up black and white army and yeah. various? I mean that that's a massive own goal. Shoot, really yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say it's def- it's on a level with that Because I mean give Did you hear me- what else happened? Did you hear what else happened? In the what?
1: away end Wi-Fi went down On the card machine So every single beer That was brought in the away end At, at Sunderland No one got charged for it So all those Newcastle fans Got free beer as well <laughs>
3: <laughs> Oh That's my brilliant. god what
1: Someone should day. get sat for, for that
3: because like oh, it's, it's someone's job, isn't it, to, to be in charge yeah. of these sorts of things? But especially when like your, your bitterish rivals, who you know are now two leagues above from you or one league above you, Long sorry, major. and uh, you know, are, are playing in the Champions League and you haven't played them for years, and they're coming to your ground. And you think, what should we do? Let's try and make it all welcoming. Let's let scribble out the red and white and paint it black. Like, whose whose idea was that? How'd that get through like an approval process? Because that that can't just be one person who's got the paintbrush out. That must have gone through stages of people thinking that's a great idea. Let's do that. It's just farcical.
2: Are they American owners?
3: That's a young billionaire, isn't it? It's only twenty six years
1: old. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure he apologized though, didn't he, about the um, about them decorating the executive box in. Like, I white. they got rid of that straight away. So, yeah, really young billionaire owner. They're doing well in Sunderland, but yeah, we digress, don't we? But anyway, yeah. yeah. So, Imagine that, um, though. If we went to Albion and all the beer that was brought in the away end was free and we'd be up 3 0, that'd be a dream, wouldn't it? There's going to be that, no, that, no beer in that away end. Nah, I suppose there's beer in the Sunderland away end because it'd be an early kickoff, wouldn't so it? When do you think it'll be?
3: Yeah. That's the next question, isn't it? So, obviously, uh, uh, I would have thought straight away if this game happens, it would definitely be a TV pick. But that was until I saw people Mm. outlining what picks they thought were were brilliant last night. And it includes Blackburn and Wrexham and Villa and Chelsea. So they'll probably be the ones on TV. So I think the best we can hope for is personally, if it's an early kickoff, Saturday early kickoff, much yeah. pre- more preferable to a Sunday. Yeah. I, I don't think they'd risk a night game. Definitely not a Friday night game. Um, maybe a Monday. Um, but it, it all depends on TV coverage. And I don't know how it works with the fact that they won't know if this game is definitely going to take place or definitely take place with Wolves... Taking part until a week today. Do they have to make the TV calls before then? Potentially, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how late they, right they leave there. it. Yeah. And so, uh, the, it's, the, it's all a very fast turnaround, really. And uh, it, it's it's going to be um, a, quite a task for the Wolves' is terrible ticket site, having to sell tickets for next week. Uh, you know, a week turnaround to sell tickets for the replay, and then you've got to shift four and a half thousand tickets in another week and a bit. So you know, it's going to be a, a whirlwind, really.
2: It's all of a sudden looking like a, a pretty. Busy January if everything goes to plan, because obviously the the sixteenth will be the the replay. The twenty second is Brighton away, which I think might have a little bit of an impact as to what day the fourth round is played on. Because if we play on the Monday, so Monday, could I it, think it could it then could translate to the.
0: Worst outcome is the midday Sunday. Hopefully it's yeah. the midday Saturday spoons, Bracky, and a Guinness, isn't it? That's the
1: why is it worst outcome midday Sunday? I'd rather that than Friday night, I think.
3: Friday you put you, you Friday night be hot. Friday
1: night would
0: be unbelievable. I don't
1: know. I think I'd, i want on Sunday twelve, I don't think. I think the lost for posters
0: for Harry Mansell in Birmingham now. Are you are you just thinking about your journey up from London,
1: Bailey? Is that what you're doing at Sunday twelve? That's what you're thinking of. <laughs> it makes a difference to me either way. But, yeah, no, but um, I think I genuinely think because Sam, you've just said that I completely forgot we've got Brighton on the Monday night. I think this will be a midday Sunday. But, but it won't but, but, be I'm Friday. Confused, I'm
3: confused about what what Brighton's got to do with it because Brighton's on the 22nd. That's still a week's recovery. It's Monday to, night too. To, so that's it. Yeah. It won't be Friday if night, you, will it? There's well, no you, way they've put us on Friday teams, night. Teams play yeah. Thursday, Sunday all the time. It's like it's not. That's yeah, not that's a big turnaround. So Bright, the Brighton true. game is is fine. We could play on Friday we uh, can play anywhere from Friday to Monday comfortably, even Thursday night really, but I, I don't think that'll happen I don't think
1: it'll be on telly because of what you've just mentioned about I'm not really taking much notice of it and I th- I don't Saying that, on, the thing is with Sunday games, the FA Cup of the weekend when it was just starting, all the Sunday games were two o'clock, and then four thirty for the last game on on Saturday. There was three, twelve o'clock, and twelve forty-five kickoffs. So maybe it will be Saturday twelve forty-five or twelve. It will be yeah. because the time. police are, the police are going to request an early kickoff on right? They? They're not going to have it three o'clock. No way, because they don't want people full
3: of ale, today. And Is any... Two bricks grown. not one. Any Saturday 8 o'clock in the FA Cup? Is that a thing that they do? Oh, my <laughs> God. My God. <laughs> <laughs> but we're before. getting ahead of
1: ourselves. We've got to beat Brentford first. I keep forgetting we've got to play Brentford. In my head, it's already happening.
0: Oh, God. Here's the thing I find funny about the police being like, it's going to be 12 o'clock, so they don't drink for a three o'clock kickoff. Completely underestimating the fact every single Wolves funnel goes straight to a spoons. <laughs> for an absolute yeah. skin feel from seven anyway. Yeah. And you haven't got to travel very far, have you? It's not like you've
2: got to sit on the, the, a train crazy. for four hours to get there. It's, it is down the road, so it's, it's not far to go at all. Um, let's move Shit. on to um, January transfer window. Uh, Harry, Matt Hobbs has um, dropped uh, his newsletter or whatever it was um, just talking about transfers but he, he said he what he, said, he wrote a lot without really saying anything is probably the way I'd assess it. Uh, first of all I think it's good that they're communicating it's very refreshing they haven't done this in recent years
1: so that's really good but yeah a lot of um, what we expected really but they're not really looking to spend in January they would if they have to we're only going to bring in players that are better than what we've got we want to Develop players within all the usual rubbish we see. But I still think we'll at least see one person. We've got to, with Sasha and Fabio going, although we should recall Fabio if we do get the Albion for obvious reasons. <laughs> you knows it's to <laughs> score against them. Uh, but yeah, it's just, um, whether Hobbs is just being cautious with his words as well, because he don't want teams thinking, oh, Wolves are going to be active. You know what I mean? Could be that sort of tactic. We don't know, but we've got to bring some in, surely. At least one striker
2: on loan. Is it going to be Danny Wings?
1: Um, is, is it,
2: it Danny Ings? Yeah, that's yeah. So um, Danny Ings is, seems to be the one that keeps popping up. Although West Ham seem to have their own injury problems, so uh, I know Antonio is is still out and was just coming back. Um, there's potential there. That the one I saw today, which I thought would probably be us, without mentioning us, the Sky Sports news were saying that three Premier League clubs were interested in Che Adams. At Southampton, I think there was a little bit of that, was there, Jack? It, it, sort of closed, uh, summer transfer uh, window, Che Adams was mentioned. I was going to say, yeah, that's one that sounds like it's come back around because that was a thing
3: that was being said in the closed season, wasn't it? Um, yeah. You know, yeah, could be one of ours. I did see something just before we came from Fabrizio as well, saying we were monitoring the situation um, of a striker in the Swedish league. Uh, whose name I don't know, but it was tweeted that we're one of three clubs monitoring the situation for this uh, this striker. Someone in the comments will know, and that's probably the sort of deal that we're looking to do. Apparently, he's only got um, half a year left on his contract. So, um, yeah, so those sorts of things. But, yeah, we, we definitely need to bring in some reinforcements because, as you said, we've lost two of our strikers. We've got no strikers, really, with Wang being away as well and uh, we're very thin on the ground particularly in January and we've got extra games which yeah probably are not helpful. but you know we'll be against the Albion so we've got to do some business otherwise the squad's just looking too thin again so I think it will have to be the right transfer a sensible transfer potentially a loan or a loan to buy uh, but I, I, I think they'll do it and you've got to trust them because they have done quite well lately I think overall on transfers if you take out the Gwedders and the to our Sasa which seems to be a bit of a disaster, but don't I don't take out really all right. the bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, is it uh, Chris Bedier? Um, he's, Could it's, be. It's Switzerland. Uh, Twenty-eight goals in 2023, apparently. I think uh, that's the one that Fabrizio has uh, tweeted about. Uh, Dan, would you take Jordan Henderson? I know he's been making headlines by going. <laughs> it's actually a bit. It's actually a bit shit out here. Uh, no,
0: that hypocrite can go fuck himself. <laughs> Excellent, Harry. Would you take Jordan Henderson? <laughs>
1: Oh, man, it's so funny, isn't it, that he wants to come back. I said to you, like, I would just do so much for 700 grand a week. And he's just moaning about being in a, a league where 400 people watch him. But sorry, just to go back, Sasha Kaladjic as well. And part of the reason why he went, apparently, is because of family issues. As well. I don't know if you saw that. So I it were not just that. because of like, the lack game time. I think he, maybe he's a bit homesick. I don't know or something. I don't know the full details. that was like mentioned in something I read. So, yeah. But also he wants to play. But uh, Henderson, we could do with him. We need a midfielder, don't we? But he does pass it sideways a lot. So, maybe not.
3: He won't be able to afford his wages, though, would he? What no. he's been used to. Like, come on.
2: And I think, uh, I like have said, you know, we're not going to sell you just because you want to go. You know, I think they'd, they, haven't they built a state-of-the-art gym as well or something? Because he came and went, the gym's a bit rubbish. So they built him a completely... Oh, yeah bespoke one um, and then what is it three months four months max and he's going I want to come back we said it's like a
3: sport weeks. sport child in like a raw doll book in it like <laughs> I want a new gym here's your gym I still don't want to go <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, it's too hot
0: we spoke about this a few months ago was so obvious this is was what's was gonna happen they've all gone to the middle of nowhere to a place with no football fans and then they've taken the money and now they realize the football's crap they're all gonna come
2: back. That's the thing. He's not exactly was he thirty-three, so he's not he's not a spring chicken, is he? And I mean he's come, you know, coming into the twilight years of his career, especially at the top level. But yeah, Never it just show, it just shows that you know maybe the money isn't everything and that he does want to play in what? front of somewhere where that has an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That, are so
3: that, that is a thing. What the <laughs> Once you've got a load of money, though, what's what's more money? Because he's probably got enough money to do whatever he wants, realistically, just from his his career before going to Saudi. So, and I'd imagine I've never been to to Saudi Arabia, so I can't can't comment. But I'd imagine it's quite a culture shock or quite a culture difference to even places in Europe or definitely you know North America. I'd imagine it's quite different. So, I guess it can be a bit hard to adjust. And yeah, it'd be pretty hard as well, wouldn't it? That's we'll sort that sort of
0: desolate that desolate place with the massive wealth divide and loads of trouble and problems every now and again. London. And he's moved to Saudi Arabia from Liverpool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was coming. <laughs> that
0: got me. I did
2: see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, let's uh, move on to uh, quiz. Harry has a quiz, so I'll pass over to Harry.
1: Just before I go on to the quiz, did anyone see Gary O'Neill making the under-8s play against the first team
2: earlier? Oh, Yeah. 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 I assume. What's a manager? We should put them against Brentford. I reckon they'd, they'd give them a game. 11 versus 11.
1: Mm, don't know about that. But if Mr. O'Neill can get us to Albion, he's going to have hero status, is he? In this short period, he's been uh, managing us. <laughs> do you, like
3: do you remember when we were dreaming, like, just not that long ago, about, oh, maybe, you know, Nuno can get us to a Europa League semi-final, and now we're saying, oh, maybe Gary O'Neill can get us to fucking Smedic. <laughs> like, what's <laughs> happened?
1: <laughs> it's just... Yeah, but Jack, Nuno couldn't couldn't get us to beat Uncle D. We drew and no. lost under Nuno against them. Yeah. Which don't you think them games didn't feel like they meant much? It was gone, no, they though. don't count.
3: We can just say they don't no, count. Wide no. yeah. them off. We don't yeah. count them. Liverpool's title, those those derbies, just get them in the bin.
1: <laughs> right. And you can imagine our quiz is West Bromwich Albion Wolves based after the draw. Mm. It'd be so funny now if we lose to Brentford, wouldn't it? After all this. Jesus Christ. Funny's a word. So, I Brentford
3: the will be an answer to the quiz question in 10 years' time on the 77 yeah. Club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who did we lose what
2: to? to? at home since September, but who did they lose to to avoid <laughs> the black country derby in the FA Cup?
1: I'll swap the order about, lads. Jack's going to go first, then Sam, then this. Just of change it up, do you know what I mean? Yeah, why There's not? There's a... Two questions each, and there is a tiebreaker. Three questions each, sorry, and there is a tiebreaker if we need it. So question one, Jack. On the 16th of January, talking of lockdown games, 2021, Wolves lost 3-2 to West Bromwich Albion. Fabio scored one of our goals. Who scored the other Wolves goal that day? Willie Bolly. Wow. I thought you'd struggle with that. <laughs> you two know that, Sam uh, Bayless. Did you? Yeah, when I looked it up, I couldn't remember who scored it for. I thought you'd all struggle. Uh, oh, no. Oh, he's <laughs> gone. Sorry. He's, he's, gone. Gone. he's, gone. he's, gone.
2: he's
0: gone. I
1: win by default. I'm back. You're back. I'm back. That's quick. What happened? Am I back? Yeah. Sorry. I dropped out Just like
3: a few seconds.
1: Yeah, that was weird. Sam, question two Wolves last beat West Bromwich Albion in 1996 away. Famously, you and Roberts got a hat trick. Who scored the other Wolves goal that day? Wolves beat on four two. By the way, you believe that? The last time we won there, nineteen ninety six. Ninety six. You and Roberts' hat trick. Who got the other Wolves goal? Neil Emblem? The old ones. No, you should have just gone obvious. You know who it is, don't you? Bully. I was Steve a Ball. Yeah, and good celebration in front of the away end as well. There we go. Everyone in the comments going mad. Look, Michael Burge, David Wright. You should know that. I'm quite a Wolves fan. We were five years old. We were were five five years old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Bayliss. On the 11th of March, 2007, Wolves beat West Bromwich Albion 1-0 at Molineux. Who scored the goal in the championship?
0: It was Jay Bothroyd, was it? Well done, yes. Jay Bothroyd. I I was there. I remember that game. Weird. Yeah, so. Weird number Uh, no, I was in the family <laughs> enclosure. Were you? You were, you were probably there. Probably was, actually, yeah. Was uh, background to Jack.
1: This is very easy. Sorry, I was like picking up a range of questions. Which current Wolves player used to play for West Brom? Oh, <laughs> jeez. Oh, Craig Dawson.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: thought you were going to struggle there. <laughs> I thought he looked a bit
2: vacant there. Maybe in our reaction.
1: Someone might not know, you never know. He mm-hmm. was there for a long time as well, wasn't he? he? Do you he nine, score own goal? Will he score an own goal when we play him? If we play him? No, he's going to score the winner. Um, yes, imagine. <laughs> the Sam, which former... Oh, no, we've been speaking about this in the podcast. Another gimme, sorry. Which former chief executive for Wolves gave the West <laughs> Brom fans the entire South Bank <laughs> and we played in the FA
2: Cup of Molyneux? <laughs> uh, was it Jez Moxie? Oh, how would you get that? I'm going to My one now. How many chief executives have we
3: had? I don't
1: know. <laughs> it's a World West Brom question, isn't it? And I was thinking the top of my head. Oh, I still hate it for that, by the way.
2: Cheers mm-hmm.
1: if you're listening. Mm-hmm. I know you're not, but don't ever go to Walls again. Uh, so Bayless. On the 20th of November, 1986, <laughs> Steve Ball. And which other player joined Wolves for a combined via £65,000 uh, from West Bromwich Albion? Andy Much, isn't uh, it? What? It's Tomo. Anyone else want to help him out? It's not Andy
2: Much. Oh, Tomo. Andy Thompson. Jesus. Sorry. So, someone click that I love up. how confident he was and That was beautiful.
0: <laughs> I thought that was obvious. I don't know why I've come Andy that up so
2: bad. I don't even notice, but that round was a gimme. That round was free, really. <laughs> I don't think much so,
1: of
0: that answer. No, I've got that at work royally.
1: Uh, so, on uh, my scores, it's 2-1-1 one, one to Jack. Is that right? Going into the last round? Yeah. yeah. Should be, so I'm keeping telling. Uh, Sam, uh, no, Jack, sorry. <laughs> Wolves versus West Bromwich Albion. This is multiple choice round, by the way. Wolves versus West Bromwich Albion has happened 11 times in the FA Cup in the entire history. How many times have Wolves beat West Brom in the FA Cup? Is it once, three times, four times, or six times out of 11 games,
3: I reckon it's not going to be very good. I reckon it's going to be less than so we think. Well, the one, the one that I can remember is when they beat us 3 0 in that pie in a pint game, so that's definitely one loss. So I'm going to go low and go it's three or four. I'm going to go four.
1: No, we have only beat West Brom once in the FA Cup in 11 attempts.
3: Wow.
1: And that was in eighteen eighty six, like or eighteen eighty nine or something.
3: Come on, Brentford. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. oh <laughs> Which is God. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. That's that blew my mind. Multiple choice again for Sam. Since the year two thousand, how many times have Wolves beat West Bromwich Albion in all competitions? Is it once, three times, four times, or six times? Since two thousand. Since two thousand, the year two thousand, yeah. How many times we beat him? Is it three? Whoa, well done, yeah. I'll give you the, did I give you the ball? Choice then I did, didn't I? Yeah, I thought you'd have got that without even. Uh, yeah, it is free. It was the free one when George Endar got the double, the free yeah. one when Recture got a double, and, and I think 1-0. was it yeah, and okay. the Boffroid one. Um,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the Boffroid one that we had earlier. Well done, Sam. So Sam's equal Jack. We might need a tiebreaker. Bayliss, multiple choice. How many FA Cups have West Brom won? Is it two,
0: three, five, or six? I think I know that. I'm going to go three. I think there's a guess. I think it's
2: five, isn't it? I think it's five.
1: They've won five, and I think Wolves have won four. So they've won more FA Cups than Wolves. So that means Jack and Sam are on a tie. Um, (laughs) What I'm going to do is, the classic, lock your answers in, write them down, or someone put it in the private chat. I'll put it in the chat. Uh, Wolves and Albion in their total history one of them has won 65 times withdrew 44 times I might just tell you so West what? Brom have won sixty-five. Sorry, West Brom have won sixty-five times. We've drew forty-four times. How many times have Wolves beat West Bromwich out in our entire history? Closest answer wins. Lock what them are the first in. Two? Just, what are the
3: first two again? Sorry, uh, West Brom have won
1: sixty-five times. We've drew yeah. forty-four times. How many times have Wolves beat West Brom in our history? Lock in your answers, and then I'll ask for Sam's first. Mine's Sam's put his in
3: the chat, so I'll, I'll say mine. I can't yep. I haven't got the chat up. Um, I'm gonna go with forty six. So did I.
2: Did you know?
3: Unbelievable. Oh my God. Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess, guess, guess again?
1: Yeah, both have another guess. That's ridiculous.
3: Uh, <laughs> uh... gotta say it, Jack. Well one of us has got to go higher. One's gotta go lower aren't they so Just I'm gonna pick go a number Jack. Forty forty five. <laughs>
2: okay. I said fifty one. Okay.
1: Wow, so the winner of this week's quiz is Sam. The correct oh. answer is 53. Oh, Ooh. look at that.
2: Two out. Well, Lovely. Well, out be nice. be... Let us know how many you got on the Wolves West Brom quiz. Uh, thank you for doing that, Harry. Uh, we'll say goodbye to Harry Ransom. I can't believe we've dedicated a whole podcast to that. If we lose, I know, yeah. oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah.
1: But yes, thank you for listening. Please beat Brentford next Tuesday. Please beat West Brom. After that, that's all we're asking for. See you in a bit. Uh, Dan Bayliss, goodbye
0: yeah, yeah this podcast might only be up for a week
3: <laughs> we, we um, don't end up we don't end up like in that video during the lockdown when we lost to them where they did the uh, montage put together oh, who was in that alongs. by the way I've who was in that I, I was, I, was, were you in it were you <laughs> I thought, you, yeah. you, you dazzling the thing
1: Me. <laughs> that's a point oh that tweet that was going around Jack technically you three a YouTubers now but that lad, that lad did tweet out saying Wolves YouTube nonsense are not allowed to West Brom it's not our fixture, wow. so none of us are allowed to go. <laughs> Especially me. <laughs> Especially dazzling <laughs> day.
3: Especially walls. No, spare tickets.
2: There you go. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, goodbye no, from no. Jack Williams. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli. I guess. Ah uh-huh, ha!
2: In my dentist's office.